What's up, you guys? Welcome to the Ghoul Gang. I'm Grace. And I'm Caroline. And we are here to talk about some spooky shit. Back to basic spooky shit, I feel like, on this episode. Just yeah, I feel like Nothing but the classics. It's been a while since we've done a good old ghosty haunted episode. It has. It has. And I mean, like, there's so many spooky things to talk about in this world, but I do love haunted things. I love a cursed thing. <laughs> I love a haunted object. Like, this is, this is like, really, like, I feel like back to our roots as, like, spooky children. Like, what Absolutely. People- <laughs> Absolutely. I am pumped. Do you have a leading question for me this week? I do. Um, so, in the spirit of haunted objects, have you ever come across a cursed or haunted object in your life? Okay, so... This is cliche, but I have no idea why or what was in my mother's brain when she purchased this object, (laughs) but it was like a, imagine like a four-year-old child that Mm -hmm. size, but of like a, a little golfer man, and he had black hair in a with a like a beret with the pom pom the like a golfer hat and tall socks and she put it on a chair in my dad's office <laughs> a, which was our computer room because it was the 2000s and we only had one computer yeah and i swear to god that thing like it was behind you so it was like this little this little fucker's looking at me he's watching me it feels like someone's behind me and like we would make jokes that it walked around at night and I think eventually someone just threw it out. Like we were so creeped out by it, just like being in its presence. Not that it came from anywhere old or historic, but it it just the vibe it gave off was awful. Where did she find it and why did she purchase it? Do you know? I have no idea. My mom is an artist, so she has eclectic tastes. Um, but I have no fucking idea why why she would go with that one. Did she name it? Like, did you guys? I can't remember. I can't remember. I think I was like nine or ten when she got it, but I just remember. And it was sitting at. <laughs> we had this little chair. That we all took pictures in as babies, and she put it in that chair. Oh, no. No, yeah. no. The chair is tainted. <laughs> no. I hope you didn't put Harper in that chair. No, <laughs> no, we show. didn't. I have no idea where that chair is now. <laughs> probably burning in the depths of hell. <laughs> it, it's probably haunting someone with the mini golfer man. Huh. That is that is really terrifying and unsettling, but it's a very mom thing to do. Like I could just like I just don't understand. Like I just I, think it's so cute. You know, I mean, I just thought he'd be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the same reason. Like, why did she have a bird as a pet? Like, I don't want a bird as a pet. It bites. It bites people. And they it also screams. lives. They live so long too, so like sometimes you just oh, have to like. Oh well, my friend's dog ate her bird. Oh well, didn't I? T- maybe I told you that. I think I was dog sitting, and the dog ate my mom's bird, and she made me come home from warp to her early, and I was wow. like, the the bird's already dead. Sydney's yeah. dead. 
Why do I have to come home? (laughs) Why do I have to miss Blink-182? Wow. That's a really, really tragic story. But I mean, good for the dog who finally got a taste of the wildlife (laughs) after an entire life of domestication. I just went to her wedding. (laughs) The owner of that dog. Congratulations. Congratulations, Uh, Colleen. (laughs) I I feel like I must have told the story before, but maybe I didn't. But when I was a kid, um, my best friend and I were like obsessed with doing everything together like we really really liked the idea of people thinking we were twins we didn't actually look anything alike like i mean like we looked as alike as like two white girls with like similar bowl cuts can look but like (laughs) we didn't we didn't really look like sisters but we were like convinced that like if we like dressed alike all the time that like people would start mixing us up it was like the golden age of like twin media i feel like because it was like mary kate and ashley and like the parent trap like all these like so we were like like, there's just like a moment in time i feel like in the early like late 90s early 2000s where like if you like being a twin was like the height of coolness and oh, like I am yeah. so jealous that yeah. you got to experience as a twin <laughs> well it's different because I didn't have an identical twin so we couldn't do like classroom swap or like tell us apart you know yeah yeah it's more but just I mean, like having a sibling the same age as you yeah, that you could, I mean, that you could probably pretend to be, like, psychic with, or, like, maybe actually... Oh, really we did. We with. had yeah. we had some party tricks, but we always had them planned out ahead yeah. of time. Well, I mean, it's all about the entertainment. So, anyway, oh, yeah. my friend and I, who probably looked about as alike as you and your brother, although probably less alike, <laughs> because, like, you We're guys actually are actually twins. related. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, we had, like, matching nightgowns. We had, like, matching everything, and, like, my favorite color was purple. Her favorite color was green, so, like... We would do, like, my mom sewed us, like, nightgowns, and, like, I had purple buttons, she had green buttons. Like, we, I would wear, like, a green outfit from Hannah Anderson. Like, she would wear the oh my God, corresponding... You know, I would wear the purple outfit from Hannah Anderson, and she <laughs> would wear the corresponding green outfit. Like, you know, legs and turtlenecks, all, all the above. So, we were at a garage sale at my neighbor's house, like, right across the alley from my parents' house. And mm. we were probably, like, seven. Like, we were, like, young kids, but, not like, old enough to, like have some pocket money that we could like buy stuff with and lo and behold we come across these two porcelain masks (gasps) one is purple or like we're both white and they're like kind of phantom of the opera like you know and one has like a purple butterfly design on it and the other has like a green butterfly design on it (gasps) and we were like oh well yeah these are like clearly meant for us so i think we you know spent our hard-earned cash like from our chores or whatever we were doing to make money at the time (laughs) Um, bought ourselves, you know, obviously I took the purple one. She took the green one. I like went home, hung it up on my wall. She went home, hung it up on her wall. And that's like, like a Mardi Gras color. Yeah. And, yep. and that's probably what they were in retrospect. Like they probably mm-hmm. were like somewhat like Mardi Gras theme. I don't know. But we like, I remember like hanging up on the wall thinking it was really cool. And then, like, I started to have dreams about this mask, like really, really, really bad nightmares where I was being chased through my garden. And like it was those dreams where like you can't move. So like you're running for a minute and then you're just like, like you're in molasses and you can't move. And like, you know, like the mask is behind you and you're like really terrified. And it's like just very unsettling. And like I would like wake up right before the mask would get me. And, like, it would happen a lot. Like, it happened, like, regularly. And I was, like, really, really freaked out. But I didn't... I, like, had this feeling as kind of, like, a creepy kid that I was, like, I don't want to offend this mask, you know? So I, like, didn't... (laughs) I didn't want to, like, do anything to it. So I was just kind of, like, 
chilling with it. And like my friend came over a couple weeks later and we were like playing in my room and she like looks over at the mask on my wall and was like, oh, you still have that thing up on your wall. And I was like, yeah, I do. And she was like, I had to take mine down. Like I was getting nightmares. Like that thing was getting nightmares. (gasps) And then she described the exact dream that I was having, except for with her mask. And I was like, so then I like really didn't know what to do because I was just like, well, if I like clearly this mask does have some issues, like clearly there's some cursed, like there's something happening with it. I don't I really don't want to like offend it by like putting it somewhere else. But I or like like, yeah, like throwing it away. Like that wasn't even an option. But I was like, I think we should put it in the attic. But I was like, I don't want to put it in the attic. Like like, because it's like right above my house, like right above my room. Like, I don't I don't know. Like, I feel like it can like its power can reach down there. Like, I don't know. Maybe they wanted to be together. The two masks. That's a really good point that I had never thought of. So, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, like, Give me my other half. I like continued to have really bad nightmares about it. Probably got worse after that moment because I was just like extra scared. And like finally, my mom just like took it down because I like was so afraid of it that I just like couldn't even go to sleep. I was like so terrified by this mask, and I don't know what she did with it, but. It's it's gone and it no longer haunts me. But I do expect at some point, like I'm gonna wake up and like the mask is just gonna be like nailed to the wall. Ah, <laughs> I hate that. I it's, hate that. It's so image. terrifying. <laughs> that did you ever get the chance? Did you go to sleep no more in New York? No. Oh well, that you wear. They make you wear masks. It's one of those like interactive theater. oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. and you have to you wear a mask and you're not allowed to talk and i brought the mask home from that it's almost it almost there's a whole creepy thing i yeah i i have issues with phantom of the opera mask now i'm just like i don't don't like the way that looks especially a porcelain mask like you're gonna put a porcelain mask on a wall i'm like dude anything porcelain that's not a plate get it out of here I don't yeah. want porcelain dolls, porcelain no. masks. No. Like, again, my friend Colleen had a whole collection of porcelain dolls that her mom got her, and she like refused to put them out because they were terrifying. Yeah, I mean that. Oh God, there's just something about the like sickly white of porcelain. That's. Just I remember. Like- yeah, I remember having a porcelain doll and getting up in the middle of the night as like a seven-year-old and picking it up and putting it in my garage and going back to sleep. (laughs) I did that with my Furby because it kept waking me up in the middle of the night being like, Furby hungry. And I was just like, fuck you. (laughs) Like threw it down the stairs. I've actually been in the market for a Furby. Oh man. I wish that they would make a comeback. Like I would have. Are they like like, a couple years ago? They did. They have like digital eyes now. Does like Harper like, does she like, like, is she interested in a Furby? No, but are I Are they am. cool? <laughs> I don't think so. But I looked, I think the trend was a few years ago. So now the things that are online for sale are super expensive. And if Harper's not into it, I'm not going to buy it. But yeah. I just think they're cute. Yeah, yeah. They anyway, are cute, but terrifying. But yes. cute. Yeah. But terrifying. <laughs> like children. Um. So today we are talking about haunted and cursed objects, which, you know, Caroline's boyfriend, Zach Baggins, has a whole museum dedicated to. 
And every item that I'm going to talk about is an item from that haunted museum, predictably. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. So we are going to do the same format that we did for our Death Coasters International episode, where we are going to go back and forth with different tales of haunted and cursed items. Indeed. Would you like to go first? All right. I will go first. So I'm just going to go through a couple things that like I said, are in the Zach Baggins Haunted Museum that we have not spoken about before. So I know we talked before about the Kevorkian van. We (laughs) talked about the Natalie Wood room. Um, We're not going to talk about those things, although I'm still interested in touring to see both. And the whole fucking staircase from the The entire Indiana. Yes, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, But did you know that... um, Zach Baggins also has Charles Manson's cremated ashes at the Haunted Museum. All of them? Like he got the whole bag? I think he took frag. So when he died and his body was cremated, some of his followers, I guess, took fragments of his ashes to keep. I don't know like where they got it or like how they... Probably from his young wife star. Or probably from his young wife star. Correct. So... <laughs> That led to creations such as the Ryan Almighty blood paintings of Manson, in which the eyes were filled in with Charles Manson's own cremain. So basically, (gasps) this man, this man, Ryan, um, would cut himself and then mix the cremations in with his blood. And he would use his blood to paint um, portraits of Charles Manson. And there is a portrait that uh, Zach Baggins has at his haunted museum painted in this insane man's blood of Charles Manson. And the eyes are uh, Charles Manson's actual cremains. Fuck that. Like (laughs) that. There's so many things wrong there. The worst part is like how much how much did he pay for this painting? Like And I, also like how much blood did is this guy okay? Like I I mean clearly Oh, no. he's obviously not. I mean, obviously not okay. But it is one of the only paintings that's actually on display at the Haunted Museum, which I'm actually interested in because I feel like there's a lot of haunted paintings and like that should be maybe something he should look into for if he's going to totally. expand. Um, yeah. But it's it's displayed among other Charles Manson memorabilia, including a prison outfit that he wore, his TV, very haunted, and even more ashes in a display case, along with uh, Charlie Manson's dentures. So, oh, cheese and rice. That's that's a fun room. <laughs> I said Jesus Christ too much in the last few episodes. I'm trying to not cheese and rice. Cheese and rice. Um, well, that is upsetting Mm -hmm. so i don't okay um my first object is something you might have heard of the hope diamond oh yes indeed yeah so Uh, you know why i've heard of it because of mary kate and ashley's you remember the theme song for their like miss their like detective series it was like yeah who stole the great hope diamond? What <gasps> killed the dinosaurs? Oh, Who shit. makes the finest pizza? What's in your brother's dresser drawers? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just know pizza. <laughs> pizza. Okay. So, the hope diamond. It is currently in Washington, D.C. I believe it's at the Smithsonian. So we know who stole the Great Hope Diamond, it seems. 
It's the government. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> this listicle from Fodors.com. F-O-D-O-R-S. Fodor. Like Hodor, but with an F. So they say, wait. 45 carats. Color, violet. Status, haunted. <laughs> That's the Status, hat. haunted. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the most famous diamonds in the world, so maybe it isn't so surprising? Question mark? Although many have speculated that reports of a curse are simple efforts to increase the object's air of mystery, let's indulge a bit. In its earliest form, the diamond, which was most likely cut from a mine in a mine in India, which I just recently learned um, was the only place you could get diamonds uh, up until like a like a hundred years ago or something. Like India hmm. was the most the, diamond capital of the world. Yeah, yeah, you could only get diamonds from India. Huh. Yeah, which I didn't, I think, Blood Diamonds, Africa, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know much about the diamond trade other than it's, like, really wildly unethical and also, like, created by the engagement ring industry. <laughs> yeah, which is why I don't, I don't have a diamond uh, engagement ring or wedding ring. Yeah. We, have, we, we went with Moissanite. Let's, I mean, it's honestly sparklier. I like And it's butter. sustainable and cheaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get with moissanite. You can do the dishes with it. Um, so it was most, uh, it is said to have been stolen from a statue. The thief was subjected to an extremely unfortunate death. No details given. Mm-hmm. Just this very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, just a very unfortunate death. I mean, which, I would I mean, be. It would be unfortunate if I had just stolen like a precious diamond that was worth millions of dollars, and then I died. Like, no matter 40, what the circumstances, a forty-five carat diamond. Like, <laughs> that's why. That's like a a baseball. Yeah. Um. So. This kicked off what seemed to be a string of upsetting fates for many of the individuals who owned or even touched it over the years. Jacques Coulet died by suicide. Princess de Lambier was killed in a massacre in the French Revolution. And merchant Jean Le Travenier was mauled by wild dogs, just to Jesus name a few. Christ. Wild dogs, that would be a bad way to die. Not a good way to go, yeah. There's bad a not a great scene in Game of Thrones. A couple scenes, actually. <laughs> yeah, no. That's a hard no for me, dog. Get um, You can breathe a sigh of relief, though, because Harry Winston himself donated the diamond to the smithsonian in 1958 and the alleged curse seems to have abated since capturing since putting since putting this wild diamond in captivity (laughs) essentially so yeah that's the hope diamond i mean it doesn't even look that it's like a dark diamond 
I'm gonna Google it. I like. Yeah. To, I never really. I like always think of like the heart of the ocean when I think of the. Hope oh, Diamond. save that. Yeah. What about the woman through? Dude, it is kind of it is end. kind of hard to the oceany. It's like a little blue, isn't it? Yeah, it's dark diamond. I feel like this is probably where that legend came. Like that's probably the inspiration for the heart of the ocean. It's got to be right. I, like, it looks almost exactly like it, but it's yeah. not a heart. Huh? It's yeah, had to very be. pretty. Uh, the, for Google on Wikipedia, it says color fancy dark grayish blue. <laughs> very official that is, is the official color name that's, that's the official pantone color <laughs> but even it on the wikipedia the first link is the curse mythology so <laughs> if you ever have a chance to touch the hope diamond just don't yeah no i think i'll pass like i would love a replica if anyone's listening that wants to send me one give us a um, give us a heart of the ocean <laughs> We're more Titanic fans than Hope Diamond fans. We're not going to start a Patreon. We're just going to hope that like one of our followers sends us a replica of the Hope Diamond. Or maybe the actual Hope Diamond itself. And then I can sell it to Zach Baggins. <laughs> and then maybe he'll marry me. I don't want to marry Zach Baggins. I think I... Oh, oh I here's, was, that's a... Okay. No, no. I'm not at all attracted to Zach Baggins. Like, let me get this straight. Like, Zach Baggins is absolutely... Holds no, I hold no romantic interest for Zach Baggins. I hold a high level of respect for him. Oh, and that's also, almost worse. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also respect his relationship with Holly Madison um, very oh, deeply. Yeah. And like, I really like them as a couple. So I think, yeah, they're a good match. She likes creepy shit. She was on an episode of Ghost Adventures because her house is haunted. Well, she's, she's like a self proclaimed like witchy lady yeah and she's like a vegas babe just like zach so like i feel like the two of them together i i love them together i do like them together as didn't she date chris angel too she did she did she has a type (laughs) she clearly has a type a vegas a vegas gelled up bro (laughs) i like who's into like the occult or like a very 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 old man on the uh, on the verge of death Uh, we know that was you know I still need to listen to her podcast. I'm really, I, her and Bridget have a podcast now dissecting. Oh my God. Like we have to, I really need to listen to it. I watched the Playboy series that came out a Mm -hmm. few months ago and I just feel terrible for anyone involved. I guess they spell nightmare. Yeah. It doesn't seem like they spill. I've seen like clips of it and they really, they really dragged that man to hell and back and i you know he deserves i support it, it. yeah and like he they're not like it. disrespectful even but they're just very it's just like it's they're just facts. saying they're just, just stating facts. facts and you're like whew, where they're like they like talk i mean they talk a little bit about how like if you you know wanted to like become a member of the house or whatever you had to like go on these like group dates with him and like go out partying and then you would like be expected to go back to his room afterwards and then like each have sex with him in a row. Mm-hmm. And she, they were like talking about how they were like, yeah, it was like not great, but also it only lasted like 30 seconds each. So you kind of just like trying to be first in line. <laughs> yeah. Because well, of the- course there's no condoms involved. Like you're really just like having sex with like the entire, the entire date. No, like, there, there were girls. condoms involved. Like, um, the series gets into it, but yeah, there are even 
girls who were like, he, you know, when he got older, he was so sleepy that I would just like try and talk about old movies until he fell asleep. <laughs> and, then I, and then I didn't have to do anything. Good. You know what? I Fuck respect you, Hefner. It. I Fuck respect you, Hefner. it. Like, not respect him, but I respect those girls. They're, like, putting in the work. They are oh, yeah. doing the hustle. Like, you know what? They did Go what they God. had to do at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. Well, I guess, you know what? Let's do the Dybbuk box. Why, yes. Might as well. Because the Dybbuk Dive box in. is one of my favorite um haunted items ever and it's a very famous one so what was the movie was it called dibbick oh, no it wasn't called dibbick it was called like it was all... good mm-hmm. i liked it i actually have not seen it but i've heard good things about it well it was good i think when i watched it in high school or whenever oh. it came out yeah that so this is basically this man posted on ebay this had to have been like over 10 years ago um posted on ebay a box that he had gotten at an estate sale in portland oregon in 2001 so the items there were um from the estate of a woman who had died at age 103 she has been born in poland married raised a family and lived until she was sent to a nazi concentration camp during world war ii she was the only member of her family who survived the camp so her, bro- her parents, her brothers, a sister, her husband, two sons, and her daughter were all killed at the camp. Um, oh, she survived no. by escaping with some other prisoners and somehow making her way to Spain, where she lived until the end of the war. Um, so this man was told that she had acquired the small wine cabinet um, in Spain, and it was one of only three items she brought with her when she immigrated to the U.S., and the other two were a steamer trunk and a sewing box. So he bought it. And after the sale, he was approached by this woman's granddaughter who was like, I see you got the Dybbuk box. She was referring to the cabinet. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, what's that? And she told him that when she was growing up, her grandmother always kept the wine cabinet in her sewing room. It was always shut and set in a place that was out of reach. The grandmother called it the Dybbuk box. When the girl asked her grandmother what was inside, the grandmother spit three times through her fingers and said, a Dybbuk? <laughs> a- yep. <laughs> She said a Dybbuk and a Kesslim. The grandmother went on to tell the girl the wine cabinet was never, ever to be opened. The granddaughter told me that her grandmother had asked that the box be buried with her. However, as such a request was contrary to the rules of an Orthodox Jewish burial, the grandmother's request had not been honored. I asked the grandmother what a Dybbuk and a Kesslim were, but she didn't know. I asked if she wanted to open it with me, and she did not want to open it because her grandmother was very serious when she had instructed her not to do so. Um, So she didn't want to open it because of her grandmother's request. I finally ended up mm-hmm. o- uh, offering to let her keep it. Uh, she, it seemed like it was a sentimental keepsake. At that point, she was very insistent and was like, no, 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 you, you bought it, you take it. I was like, I don't want my money back. I think it would make me feel better like to just let you keep it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you, you want, your grandmother wanted to be buried with it and she raised her voice and, with me and said, you bought it, you made a deal, you have to take it. So, She's like, get this away from me. <laughs> Um, basically this woman just yelled, we don't want it. She was crying. She asked him to leave. Um, she ran away. Um, this guy just wrote the whole episode off. He thought the stress and grief of, you know, her grandmother dying must have gotten to her. Um, Mm -hmm. so this man at the time that he bought the cabinet, he owned a small furniture refinishing business and he took the cabinet to the store, put it in the basement. He's going to refinish it and give it as a gift to his mother. Um, 
Didn't think anything more about it. He opened his shop for the day, went to run some errands, left the young woman who did sales for him in charge. Um, and a half hour later, he's out running errands. He gets a call on his phone from his sales girl. She's completely hysterical. And she's saying that somebody in his workshop had broken in and was breaking glass and swearing. She said the intruder had locked the iron security gates in the emergency exit and she couldn't get out. I told her to call the police. Um, and suddenly my cell phone battery went dead. I hit speeds of 100 miles an hour getting back to the shop. And just so you guys know, I am reading, I'm both reading and summarizing the actual um, post that he made on eBay. So all of this was like in the eBay posting originally. Well, this was in like <laughs> the description? Yes. Jesus Christ. Who would yes. buy this? Well. Zach Baggins. Fuck. Many, many people have bought it. Of course Zach Baggins would buy it. Um, He said, you know, he sped back, uh, speeding at 100 miles an hour. When he was there, the gates were locked. He went inside. He found his employee sobbing in a corner. He went down to the basement. And at the bottom of the stairs, he was hit by that overpowering odor of cat urine. Um, and the lights Ugh. didn't work. He realized that the lights didn't work because all the bulbs had broken. So that was probably what all the breaking glass sound was. Um, there were 10 uh, four-foot fluorescent tubes lying shattered on the floor. No intruder. And there, there's only one entrance to the basement. So there's no place that anybody could have gotten out um this girl quit and refuses to discuss the incident <laughs> to this day um he didn't think anything of it he didn't i mean he thought that it was really weird and it was creeped out by it but he didn't relate the incident back to the box so he um restarted refinishing it and when he got around to doing that he found that the cabinet had a unique little mechanism. When you open the doors, the mechanism causes the opposite door and the little drawer below to open at the same time. It's very like well made. A spring action or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So inside the cabinet, he found the following objects. A 1928 U.S. wheat penny, a 1925 U.S. wheat penny, one small lock of blonde hair bound with ah. a string. Nope. Red flag. Red nope. flag. Put it back. Hard note. Um, one small lock of black and brown hair, also bound with a string. Yeah, no hair, no teeth. Mm-mm. Um, one small granite statue engraved and gilded with Hebrew letters. Um, he's been told that the words spell out the word shalom, a which is peace. Um, shalom, shalom. Um, one dried rosebud, one golden wine cup, and one very strange black ca- iron candlestick holder with octopus legs. Um, he saved all the items in a box, intending to return them to the estate. The family had has reused, refused the items. Okay, so he tried to return them to the family, and they wouldn't take them back. So he was sell at the time he was selling them inside the box. So he decided like, not uh, all inclusive package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all all <laughs> of the above. You get it all. You that, want uh, you want some blonde hair tied in a string? You want some black hair tied in a string? You want a couple pennies and like a statue with the word peace on it? <laughs> tentacle candlestick sounds like something you could find at Michael's right now for Halloween, right? I mean, this would be the ultimate Halloween item. Let's just say that. Um, so it's this is more of like a a bigger cabinet, not like a small box. So it is. It's not huge. Like I would say, it's probably. Like three feet, like three feet okay. tall, maybe like two feet wide. It's but a it's not like the item. movie. It's not like a because that was a little box. No, it's not like a little little box. It's like a it's like a decent cabinet. sized cabinet, but it's like yeah. it's not. It's Zach has it like on a um 
Like Zach. it's on a stand in in the museum. Okay. In the basement. And I don't think you can even go see it. Like I don't think the general public can like is allowed to like go and touch it or do anything what? with it. Well, I wouldn't um, touch it, but No. So this it. man decides not to like restore it because it actually doesn't really need some rest- restoration. He just like rubs some lemon oil in it. Um, and he gave it to his mom on her birthday oh on October gosh. 28th. Um, she got the cabinet. She liked it. Um, and he gave the wine cabinet to her uh, when he was like at the shop. And then he went out to make a phone call. And five minutes later... Um, one of his employees came running to my office saying that something was wrong with my mom. Uh, when I went back to see what the matter was, I found my mom sitting in a chair beside the cabinet. Her face had no expression, but tears were streaming down her cheeks. No matter how I tried to get her to respond, she wouldn't. She couldn't. She suffered a stroke. So (gasps) she was taken to the hospital. She ended up suffering partial paralysis. She could not speak or form words. She could understand things that were said to her, but she could only respond by pointing to letters, um, in the alphabet by like to point out what she wanted to say when i asked her the following day how she was doing she teared up and spelled out the words n-o-g-i-f-t no gift i assured her that i had given her a gift for her birthday thinking she didn't remember but she became even more upset and agitated and spelled out the words h-a-t-e-g-i-f-t hate gift I laughed and told her not to worry. I'm, I told her I was sorry she didn't like the cabinet and that I would get her anything else uh, she wanted if she promised to get well soon. Um, he still, for some reason, does not associate this cabinet with anything paranormal. Come on, man. Get her together. Um, then he decides to give the cabinet to his sister. Why? She kept it f- I don't know. He's, it's like all in the family with this guy. Like, Ugh. yeah, I'm going to like, here's a haunted ass weird cabinet that this lady like really wanted like, me to take and... <laughs> you're an ebay guy just he also could it. have just like done a single google on like what's a dibbick you know like well, just like he oh it's 2001 it was, google exists was it Ask listed Jeeves. as a dibbick box no the 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 granddaughter at the estate sale said this is a dibbick it's a dibbick box that's oh, what her grandmother called it so ah, like he could have just like jotted that down and maybe gone to the local library done some research on what that meant and then maybe you know tossed it away but you know he didn't he gave it to his sister um and she kept it for a week then she gave it back she said that the doors wouldn't stay closed they kept coming open then he gave it to his brother and his wife who kept it for three days and then gave it back dude his brother said it smelled like jasmine flowers but his wife said it smelled like cat urine (laughs) then she gave it he gave it to his girlfriend who asked me to sell it for her only after two days. I sold it the same day to a nice middle-aged couple. Three days later, when I came to open the shop for the day, I found the cabinet sitting at the front doors with a note that read, this is a bad darkness. I had no idea what that meant. Anyway, I ended up taking it home. Ah, come on, man. <laughs> sir, sir. Get it together. <laughs> um, so then things got worse. He starts having dreams of a demonic hag um, who, like, beats him up. Um... Then, um, like about a month before he makes this post, his whole family comes over and spends the night. And the following morning during breakfast, uh, his sister complains that she had a horrible nightmare. Basically, exactly the nightmare that he had about the hag. (laughs) Um, My brother and his wife froze as they listened. And they said they both had that exact same nightmare, too. 
Um, everyone started being really freaked out about it. Um, she called, he calls his girlfriend and asks if she could recall having any nightmares. She describes the same nightmare, the same hag, everything. Um, so basically he finally, finally starts to realize like, hmm, maybe, maybe maybe the issue. the, The cabinet. Is the cabinet. Yeah. Okay. So a week after he starts seeing what he can only describe as shadows in his peripheral vision. Um, numerous visitors to his house have claimed to see the shadows. He puts the cabinet in an outside storage unit and was awakened when the smoke alarm in the unit went off in the building in the middle of the night. When he went to go see what was burning, he opened the door and there was no smoke, but he got hit with the smell of cat urine. And he wants to reiterate that he does not own a cat and never have. So, um, basically he tries to just, he wants to destroy it, but he doesn't have any understanding of what he might be dealing with. Um, he just wants to sell the cabinet and um, then he sells the cabinet. So it goes kind of back. It goes around. Um, it gets bought by a couple other people who have paranormal experiences, similar report the same, um, you know, hag dreams, similar fucked up things happening. Hag basically. dreams. <laughs> Nothing better than a hag dream. Hashtag hag dreams. So um zach baggins decides that he needs to get his grubby little fingers on um, on the dybbuk box so he buys a dybbuk box and this is where our friend posty comes into the story well i just wanted to say the the movie that we were talking mm-hmm. about involving said dybbuk box was called the possession mm-hmm. very vague horror title y- you know you could do better but Modest Yahoo was the rabbi uh, in it. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's amazing. I remember being like, Bruh. he's like king without a dibbic box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, dude. Remember when we were all obsessed with Modest Yahoo for like a year? I know. I do. I remember it like it was And yesterday. we all were just like spitting Hebrew like... And we love that, like, one specific uh, version King a of King Without a Crown. Uh, that's, At like, him doing stubs. it live. Yeah. Lyman <laughs> Stubbs. Yeah. Hell, I'm so glad that you have the same one. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. There, that, Without like, every alternative radio station was obsessed with that song. Like, I solidly obsessed, obsessed for the years, like, 2005 to 2006. Like, nothing better. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, okay. I, yes. I, oh, like, yeah, I think I, I'm I think I'm into Judaism. <laughs> I mean Judaism is like a pretty I would say Judaism's of all the like awesome. of all the Judeo Christian religions, like I'd say it's the chillest, absolutely for sure. Like it's the oldest, it's the one that like judges you the least. It's like it doesn't like nobody in, who's Jewish is gonna come up to you and be like, Did you know you're going to hell? They don't care. They're like they no don't hell. even believe in hell. They no. they're also just like, we don't care whether or not you believe in our God, like we well, do. And they don't try to convert because they're the chosen ones. Yeah. So. And like, you know what? More power to them. Like, yes. I I love it for them. Um, yes. Love that for you. So, okay. <laughs> this, I'm going to just like go through this. I mean, this has gotten a little out of hand here, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the story is very long. Um, but basically, I'm just going to read through the story from The Fader from 2008 um, by Lauren Levy. Um, which is the full story on Post Malone and the curse box. So um, he went into that room because he was with an expert. That's what Post Malone might say now in regret. 
The expert was Zach Baggins, host of the TV show Ghost Adventures, who also runs the Haunted Museum in downtown Las Vegas when they were visiting together that fateful day in June. The room held the Dybbuk box, widely considered to be the world's most haunted object. Widely considered to be the world's most haunted object. That feels that feels a little bit aggressive, but you know it what? It does. It's possible. It first became famous in 2012 when the furniture refinisher and writer Kevin Manis put it up for sale on eBay. In his description, he wrote that he bought the box at an estate sale in 2001 from the granddaughter of a Holocaust survivor, which I just read. Um, so... The same year the box went on eBay, The Possession, a horror movie based on its haunted tale, came out. Manis sold it and passed it through a few brave hands uh, before the last person to purchase it thought better of putting it back on eBay. He consulted with rabbis on how to seal it for good. He'd had enough. So here's a list of things that its previous owners who had yet to seal the box experienced. Um, horrific nightmares, a stroke, cat urine, jasmine flowers, hair falling out, light bulbs burning up, hives, coughing up blood, head to toe welts. Um, so once it was sealed, the last owner decided to gift it to Zach for his museum. Gift. What a lovely gift. The last owner of the Dybbuk box who kind of bought it on eBay ended up sealing it um, so that it couldn't be opened and giving it to Baggins for his museum. So Zach actually did not pay any money for this. So good on you, Zach. Um, so Post Malone um, goes to visit the museum with Zach, and he's at the museum when Zach decides to take the plexiglass cover from around the box and touch it for the very first time. Um, mm, and again, there posty. is an episode of Ghost Adventures where this happens. Uh, while Baggins was touching the box, uh, Post grabbed his shoulder. Apparently, this is enough to transfer the curse. In the months that followed, here's what Post Malone experienced. First... His private plane was forced to make an emergency landing after his tires blew off. Oh, God forbid. Three armed robbers targeted um, a home in San Fernando Valley that they believed to be his. But it wasn't his. His rules, and it wasn't his. I think he, it, they, but they like broke in and like tried to steal a bunch of shit and then it ended up not being his house. He either lived there before or it was like his neighbor's house. I don't remember. Whoops. Um, his Rolls Royce was involved in a serious car accident. <laughs> I mean, those all sound like real bougie. Pro- I love Posty, but I'm sorry are, about your Rolls Royce and your private they are plane. Definitely very bougie problems. So, yeah. um, but basically, he just experienced like a mishmash of like you know, kind, like somewhat terrible things that like actually did not affect him at all. Other than I guess, like I would be pretty scared if my plane had to make an emergency landing because like how many people yeah. do we know i mean just oh, famous dude. people die all the time in private plane crashes Those tiny planes yeah like poor travis barker like i'm I surprised know. he DJ even AM. like mm-mm. oh my god yeah he actually he died after that like a yeah bad so sad. sad so sad no 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 private planes um, so yeah, that's the Dybbuk box. And there is a great, a great episode. So there's, I mean, I know I keep just pointing you all to Ghost, Ghost Adventures, Adventures podcast, but there's a very, very funny, um, series of episodes where Zach is originally starting the museum. And so it's like all the different objects that he's putting in there and he like does experiments with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he does an experiment with the Dybbuk box where, like he like locks himself into a room with it and then just like starts getting you know once again very aggressive towards his cameraman like come at me bro <laughs> come at me like why are you talking like that and his cameraman's it like turns i out that literally the box 
had opened me. <laughs> well, the worst part is that, like, so they, like, open the Dybbuk box in, in this episode, and then, like, one of, like, the guy that he's being a dick to the whole time is like, man, I hope, like, nothing happens with this. And he's like, why would you say that, bro? Why would you even say that? You don't even know what you've unleashed by saying that. And then they, they like, text comes up on the screen that's like, three days later, Billy's dog died. And it's like, uh, what? That's like, on you, okay. That's, that's, that's entirely, you. I'm like, he's the one who decided to open the box. All this dude said was like, man, I hope nothing happens. And then like his dog has to die. Like, th- is that fair? Like, I don't think that's fair. That alone is proof that Zach Baggins is a fucking asshole. <laughs> Listen, I've, nev- I've never Dybbuk. said, I've never said that J- Zach Baggins wasn't an asshole. That's I know, a record I, know show. I know. I still have deep respect for him. But again, this is not sexual deep respect. Deep respect we've got. Deep <laughs> Wow. So we're we're like casually escalating to like super fandom. But it will like just to reiterate again, it will never turn sexual. Like there is no there is not a cell in my body that is attractive to this man. You're going to have one weird dream and that's all going to change. Maybe it'll be about the hag. That's what With I hope. With Zach and the Dybbuk box. <laughs> my next object is the goddess of death statue. Uh, If the first question out of your mouth upon seeing this is, what am I looking at? (laughs) The best answer that this writer of this listicle that I'm reading Mm -hmm. off of (laughs) can provide you with is, I don't really know. The little, (laughs) such a good journalist. The little I do know about this limestone statue, though, pertains to its cursed nature. Mm -hmm. The artifact was crafted around 3500 BC, was found in Cyprus in 1878, and of the families it's belonged to over the generations, each one has been torn apart by brutal death. Oh. Within six years of ownership, all seven members of the first family of ownership had fa- had perished. Jesus Christ. That is, that's a lot of people to knock off. Seven. Yeah. yeah. And that's 1870. I mean, people died a lot back then. But I'm, your whole family, that, that's a lot. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um... Seems once sus at best. It's a little bit sus. Once the second owner, Ivor Men- Menucci, acquired it, death came for him and his whole family after only four years. Okay. All right. So it's speeding up the timeline a little bit. Yeah, it's just killing everybody. <laughs> the statue then vanished for a long while. Like, nobody knows who owned it, where it was. Someone probably buried it, as they should have. Um... But a third family eventually laid claim to it, and several members died. However, two of the remaining members very wisely decided to donate the artifact to the Royal Scottish Museum. And this, uh, (laughs) if I can describe the way this statue (laughs) looks, it looks like a... (laughs) A cross, sorry, a cross between a dick and a dog biscuit. 
<laughs> like it here, Caroline. Let me show you. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. Isn't I mean, that that's exactly a part, right? That's a great description. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like a dick, a dog biscuit, and like um, I don't know, one of those like old school candlestick holders. Like yeah, yes, like clay. Like yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's the goddess of death, aka okay. the dick dog biscuit. I love it. Um, really? <laughs> just uh, I wonder like what its whole deal is. Like, why? I know they don't know where it came from. You know why it's there? Who has it now? It's at the Scottish Museum. Oh, the right, Royal right, right. Scottish Museum. So okay, that's so why I always we're wonder allowed. like. I thought, like, when these items get moved to museums, like, I mean, I guess they don't. Apparently, poor Posty found out that, like, it doesn't matter if an item's at a museum if you fuck with it. Like, you're going to well, get cursed. Well, if you touch it, like, they're encased in glass for a reason. Mm-hmm. I feel like, just don't. <laughs> you know? Like, especially with this old stuff. Like, there was uh, a post in in 2020 about like an ancient sarcophagus of black death being found or something and everyone was like why would you open that right now <laughs> like <laughs> the world is having a hard enough time just just put the ground back over it and walk away <gasps> like we do not need this right now no no there's just like there's some choices that like you just shouldn't make, you know. Yeah, you bring it upon yourself. Don't don't touch creepy things. Mm-mm. Yeah, don't <laughs> just don't touch creepy things. I think that's I. <laughs> that's a great that's a great mantra to live by. There is as my is, apartment is full of fucking creepy things. I'm thinking of this like now. I'm thinking about another answer that I could have had to like my own leading question, which is. <laughs> When I was, like, 17, and I was, like, we were, like, drinking at a playground or something. It was, like, me and, like, three of my best friends. As you are. As you do. And we decide to, like, leave the playground and, like, drunkenly walk back to my house, which is, like, probably three or four blocks away. And as we're walking, we pass this, like, white balloon just, like, sitting on the sidewalk. And all three of us got the worst fucking vibes from this thing. Like, immediately, we're just, like, fuck that. Like, I don't like that. I don't like what that, like, nothing about that feels right. And we, like, flipped out and, like, ran all the way home, like, because we were so scared of this white balloon. And, like, that's the right, like, that's the move that you need to make. Look at me. Like, 15 years later, not cursed, as far as I know. Not by the balloon, at least. (laughs) And, (laughs) like, thriving. And, like, had I touched, had I stopped and been like, hmm, you know what? I'm going to investigate this. Maybe I'll pick it up. I'm going to bring this balloon home. I'm going to try I'll... and give it to all my loved ones. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll give it to my sister. Maybe I'll <laughs> give it to my mom for her birthday. <laughs> like, like, just don't do it. If if you get, like, just listen to your gut. You know how, like, y- like the My Favorite Murder girlies are always like, fuck politeness, like, just be rude. Like, I would say that, but just, like, n- not about being rude to objects because they're not going to care. But, like, just just trust your gut. You know, <laughs> they just might don't care. They might care, but just don't engage, you know, better, yes. better to look paranoid than to be cursed in my Absolutely. Opinion, I don't give a shit about what people think if I do some like crazy superstitious stuff like I was. <laughs> this is funny. I had to take a tour of our distribution warehouse a few weeks ago and we crossed railroad tracks 
And mm-hmm. every time I do that, I kiss my hand and, and touch the roof of the car. Even when I'm driving. It's it's automatic for me. Like, I don't know what would happen if I didn't do it because I never haven't done it. And you'll, you'll never find out. Because no. I, knowing you, you will continue to do that. For, I will I do, do that it for with, the rest of my life. <laughs> I do that with holding my breath uh, by graveyards. Yes. I do that, like, while I'm driving, which is not safe. Without even which actually, <laughs> Like, I just don't, yeah. I'm like, oh, by a graveyard, I guess I just have to hold my breath. And, and it, like, God forbid, I'm, like, up in, like, Graceland or something. And yeah, it's, like, my, it's right down the street from me. <laughs> and it's, like, just such a huge graveyard. And then, they're like, there's, like, a stoplight in the middle of the graveyard. And you're yeah. just, like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's where my bus drives through on the way to work every day. Um, but what about the one on um, 88 getting into 294? Like, Forest Park mm-hmm. ha- notoriously has more dead people than living. Like, the cemetery is so big, and it's on both sides of the highway. And you know what that means. Mm-hmm. That means underneath they, the highway. quote-unquote, moved the bodies to build the highway. but Like they did with didn't. Lincoln Park, where there's literally... Just an entire graveyard underneath they're Lincoln still Park. There. Yeah. And no one still wants there. to talk about it. <laughs> There's a tiny plaque that mentions the cemetery that's there. And it's like, well, where are the markers? Am I stepping on some? What's happening? Definitely stepping on some. But that's uh, that's just what happened. I mean, th- to be honest, like, the world is not big enough for the amount of dead people that live here no which is why we all need to sign up right now for those bio sacks that yeah i want to become a tree yeah that's my goal that's what i go back to the earth ashes to ashes dust to dust tree to tree baby tree to tree (laughs) (laughs) um should i do one more and then yeah we can each we're at an hour yeah we can each do one more okay um, so the next the next thing that we're going to explore, the next uh, room of Mr. Baggins Haunted Museum here, mm-hmm. holds um, a Midwestern marvel. Um, one of our late great serial killers, Mr. Ed Gein's cauldron. So, okay, so I don't feel that bad. I mean, Ed Gein I mean, he was more of a grave robber. He did kill that woman at the bar. Yeah, and he killed um, his mother. And he killed his mom. Uh, maybe rightfully so. If you, according to last podcast on the left, she mm-hmm. was she was not the best woman. Yeah, um, I mean, it, but, it, you're gonna raise someone like Ed Gein. I, I wouldn't say that your parenting skills are you no know, great. But we but love we I'm love a nipple belt. We love a nipple belt. <laughs> um. Yes, so if you guys are unaware of Ed Gein, he's a Wisconsin, uh, and like I wouldn't even call him a serial killer. I know technically serial killers are like you kill two or more people, um, like not at the same time. But I feel like that's light. Like I think I think <laughs> it should be at least three to be he's, to a serial he's a, of killers. He's a, a diet serial killer. I don't think two people does a serial killer make, in my <laughs> opinion. But I like you know what. Sound off in the comments if you disagree. <laughs> we have nothing for them to comment on. <laughs> in the comments of the Instagram post Sign that I will down make. Below on, on our YouTube channel that we do not have. <laughs> um, so he was, yes, very much a grave robber. Um, and this man, so 
the way he the way Zach got this cauldron was that this man it was I think donated to him by this man who found it um at a uh, yard sale or his grandmother had found it at a yard sale um and thought it would make a really good planter in um March of 1958 just a few months after Gaines arrest so this was his property was being sold off she did not realize what she had bought she bought this planter so years later a friend of this guy um, named Hollis Brown, who, according to the guy whose grandma bought the planter, had been a neighbor of Gein's, caught a glimpse of the cauldron stuffed away in the garage. Horrified, he realized he'd seen it before on the Gein farm when he was assisting police the cleanup. So I'll just read this short little passage from an email that he wrote about what he saw that day. Um, he told me upon entering the home, he saw a woman's breast as the doorbell. Inside, he saw a skin lampshade, a comforter made from human skin, a furniture made of skin and breast, um, bloody gut buckets, a change <laughs> purse made from a vagina, a belt with nipples on it. Nipple belt. Uh, which, I love the nipple belt. That's mm-hmm. actually one of my favorite Ed Gein fashion items. I think I saw, <laughs> I think it was a murderino who had like crocheted an, no. a nipple belt. <laughs> That's so horrible. It's awful. But, but also amazing. Cute. But also I, so I like cute. the creativity. And also, like, let's just be clear that, like, these were not people he murdered. It is fucked up to rob graves, obviously. I'm not a proponent of that. Don't want anyone coming back and saying that. um, (laughs) Caroline thinks he should go dig up a dead body and make accessories out of it. I mean, what are they doing with their nipples? Not making belts out of it. It's just perfectly good nipples going to waste when they could be used in a fashionable belt. They're um, not using him. Oh so God. when this man, like he saw all that shit when he went in there. So when Hollis saw this cauldron in my parents' garage, he recognized it as the same cauldron that he had seen Ed's parents use to render hog fat on the farm. He also recognized it as the same cauldron um, in one of the build- outbuilding sheds, sheds and remembered Ed's sinister use for it. He remembers the cauldron when he went in with the police was filled, was covered in dry blood and guts next to two barrels and bloody tubs of human entrails. Um, 50 years later, Hollis recognized the cauldron in my parents' garage and turned white as a ghost. I asked him, how does he know it was the same one covered in dry blood? He lifted his arm and said, the hair on my arm stands up straight every time he looks at it in my parents' garage. So he gets a bad feeling. And now it is um, chilling at the Zach Mahogany's Museum. And you, too, can go see it. Um, If you want. If you want. If you want. (laughs) Hold on to your nipples. Hold on to your nipples. (laughs) (laughs) So so the last one I have. um, I've been looking at this at, at Para Museum. Which is a traveling museum of the paranormal and the occult, Hmm. which I am super into. I need to check out when they're going to be in Chicago next. But um, so Smiley the Clown is like a, um, what do you call it? Like needlepoint Mm -hmm. uh, art? Yeah, Mm -hmm. needlepoint. So, and it was made in the 1970s, so relatively modern. We're trying to get some modern ghosts on this. Um, So, purchased at a thrift store by Miami University students, 
Smiley ended up being more than a piece of ironic wall art hanging in their shared apartment. He ended up being a waking nightmare. Within days of Smiley entering the building, the students began to experience increasingly powerful sleep paralysis. Not great. Leaving them frozen in fear as a dog-eyed humanoid figure crept toward them. So oh, no. several several different students in the same suite of dorms had this experience with this needlepoint clown art piece. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time the students realized they were both experiencing the same phenomena, the activity had gotten so bad that the entity was actually climbing onto their beds as they lay helpless. Absolutely not. <laughs> After only three weeks of regular encounters with the entity, the students requested that the Newkirks remove the piece. Who's the Newkirks? Oh, those are the people that own the museum. Wait, what? Oh, so so they called called the owners of the haunted museum and they're like, yo, come get this. It's super haunted. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, does the dorm on top of the museum or something? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. So they called that. It was like an Ed and Lorraine Warren Annabelle situation. They're like, got it, got it. Come get your boy. Or like a Zach Baggins Dybbuk box situation. Right? <laughs> I guess same caliber. Just a little more, uh, you know, Ed and Lorraine got the whole Conjuring universe, even though they're both dead. Lying I have I have hope that in like the next 50 years we're gonna see the, the Zach Baggins universe like I I'm not gonna lie after re-watching the demon of Gary or whatever the fuck it's called that was pretty scary mm-hmm and that was a documentary I mean it wasn't a outlandish fabrication and and con artists you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren. I just remember, ugh, I get, I'm so butthurt about Lorraine Warren. I remember watching Paranormal State, mm-hmm. you know, the Penn State kids. Who, oh, yeah. I love Paranormal State. That was such a great show. And they would get Lorraine to come and consult. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this lady's it. She's got it. And I kind of think she does. She did have um clairvoyant things but it was ed who really just fucked it it he was a yeah. con man yeah he, he was the one who really s- literally sold it yeah no 100 i mean then like more, again more power to him like he got a lot of people a lot of money like capitalism who who can blame him for working with what he has working within the system that he was born like if you can con people um, into thinking that their houses are haunted by demons and then get them to write books about it and then get those mo- those books to be turned into movies that are then remade in the early 2000s and then create a franchise that makes your name live on and makes you a lot hotter than you ever were in real oh life. Oh my God, I know. I, yeah, I say Ed do Warren it. Was, Ed Warren was not an attractive man. And no. He, he's not going to be singing Elvis to you in your haunted house. No, absolutely not. He was not the kind of guy that I would have wanted to meet in high school and immediately marry. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
Okay, so that was Smiley the Clown. Huh. Yeah. Have you I, watched anything since I talked to you last? Um, I'm almost done with the second season. I still have two episodes left of, of No, no End House. House. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's so yeah. good. I know. And then obviously I've watched like several episodes of Ghost Adventures, but <laughs> Really? You I just watch have it, every it on. I literally watch it to go to sleep every night. <laughs> it's your new it's your comfort show? Yeah, it's like me and Jace put it on every night before bed. And it's like what we what we put on to fall asleep to. Love that for you. The best is like he's like, There are things in this world that we'll never understand. Understand <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And I always I always repeat understand and Jace is always like, Do you you have to say that every again? Time. You know he he already said it twice. And you have to say it again. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but no, there's some things that I want to watch, um, which is the X series. Have you watched those yet? Uh, oh, the the A24 movie? Yeah. No, I haven't. But I want to so I can watch Pearl. Yeah. The sequel. Yeah. And then they both there's... look awesome. There's like another there's like another sequel coming out. Like there's going to be 3. Oh, cool. I'm and it's that. Mia Mia Goth, Mia Goth plays both like the main character and the villain. And so she like is the villain's horror story in Pearl. Ooh. And then like I don't know. I'm I'm excited about that. And I love like Mia Goth is very much the new queen of horror at this moment. Like I like her a lot. I like her too. Did you know she's like married to Shia LaBeouf and has a baby with him? I didn't think, I didn't know that they were married, but he did say that she saved his life. Well, good for, for her. Sure. Oh, well, that's good. Good for him, really. <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I would have a baby with Shia LaBeouf. So no, I she definitely not. is the queen of horror in that case. Ah, true life horror. I love Shia LaBeouf. I'm controversial opinion i love shia labeouf but um that's my even stevens coming out yeah i mean i think i i love shia labeouf i mean like i think he's definitely a very talented actor he's definitely a fucking weirdo and like i liked his like experimental phase in like 2012 13 where he was doing all those like weird videos and stuff like i was into that but like did you read did you read the like FKA Twigs court documents? Because they're not. Yeah, they're not, great. they're not good. They're really not. And like, good. I appreciate that he at least like is taking accountability for it, but also still not. I don't good. know. Still yeah. not good. I was really happy about the the don't worry darling, like his appearance in the don't worry darling bra- drama, like really was yeah. the icing on the cake. So oh my gosh, have to appreciate him for that as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I just love that he came with receipts. And I'm so like, excited to see you, that Olivia like, Wilde. It comes out next week, and I will be streaming in the theater. or in the theater. Okay, in the theater. Maybe we should go together. We could go together. I I'm down. See it. We could go um, next Thursday. Hell yeah, I'm down. Pencil me in for a date. I think it literally comes out next Thursday. And then we could... Let's go to a theater that gets you, like, food. Okay. And, like, have a date. I'm down. Oh, fun. Let's do it. Um, So one thing that I watched earlier but I didn't talk about last week, it's called Echoes. And it's on Hulu. And it's about twins, which you were talking about earlier. (laughs) Um, And it's kind of corny, 
but super entertaining. It like, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's something. It's it's like a B, a B horror thriller, twisty turny kind of series. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was entertaining. I would recommend it if you if you're looking for Hulu? something to watch on Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Did we talk about Nighthouse? <gasps> we didn't. So we both watched this movie called Nighthouse, which is and I I don't know. It was it was good. It was a very interesting premise, but it kind of lost so many the plot. plot holes. So many plot holes. But like the the, the conception is this woman her husband kills himself and she li- he was an architect and she lives in this house, this beautiful house on the lake. And she starts seeing lights directly across the lake from her and like finds like the blueprints in her husband's stuff of a house that is identical to her house, but just switched like mm-hmm. opposite, like Which a mirrored version. has a satanic connotation. Yes. It's and like very the inversion. Very through the looking glass. Mm, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was that was good. And I also watched, I mean, it was good, but it was like, I don't know, somewhat disappointing at the end. But I still enjoyed it and was very genuinely scared for much of it. I also watched Last Night in Soho a couple weeks ago. Have you seen that? I haven't. So yeah, it's about this girl who is like very sheltered um, and moves to London to study fashion and ends up renting an apartment from this old lady. And every time she goes to sleep, she has these like vivid, vivid dreams of this like beautiful girl in the 60s um, who's like running around London. She wants to be a singer. But like her life, she like can't control what happens in the dream. She just kind of is like living through this girl. And like her life, like this girl's life it's starts like to kind shifting. of go off the rails. Yeah, it's kind of like shifting. Exactly. It's Call like back. hashtag shift talk. Yeah. <laughs> um so it's like this girl's trying to make it as a singer and then ends up getting embroiled in like some pretty fucked up shit and she thinks that she was murdered like the the modern day girl and so she kind of sets off to try to like figure out who killed her and like Ooh. solve the murder in real time and the first half of the movie is awesome like really really good and then there's a twist and you, it's just a lot a lot comes kind of crumbling down, in my yeah. opinion. But I do think it's worth watching because the fashion is amazing. Oh, yeah. The 1960s, the music, the soundtrack is really good. And just like, I, I mean, it's kind of Midnight in Paris. Like, I just, I love the, I love a time travel concept. Like, I love the idea of like a shift, it, yeah, like shift talk situation um, <laughs> without, <laughs> without maybe like shifting into my fandoms. <laughs> yeah. Um, where can you watch it? Did you buy you it? You can watch it. I think I watched it on HBO. Oh, cool. I think it's on HBO Max, but it might also be... either. You can probably find it. I mean, or you can just buy it on Prime. But, like, you can do it. Who has but. the money, Caroline? Yeah, certainly... I mean, Inflation. it's like... Inflation. Two ninety nine. Can't do mm. it. Can I pay $9 for a coffee every morning? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Will I pay $2 to rent a movie? Hell no. I will wait until it's free. Um, well, anyway, I hope you're enjoying us coming out with content every week because we sure are. I'm enjoying doing content every week. I feel like it's like something that I can 
just it's a good hobby to have (laughs) (laughs) it's something yeah it's something to keep on the calendar it keeps us accountable keeps me sane you can find us on instagram at ghoul gang podcast on twitter at ghoul gang pod 666 you can send us an email uh with your spooky stories or your stories about being in a cult or your stories about haunted objects, or your stories about the time you were almost murdered by a serial killer. Whatever you want to send us, we would like to hear it, and we will read it on the pod. Um, you can follow Grace at Grace's Gold on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at Coraline Maria or on Twitter at Coraline X Maria because that bitch still has my handle. I can't and believe it. That's it for now. We'll see you next week. Creeper real. Creeper real. To know you please wanna be close to you Yes, I'm so hungry You're like water for my soul When it gets thirsty Without you, there's no me You're the end that I breathe Says sometimes the world is dark And I just can't see With the demons around all around To bring me down to negative But I believe, yes, I believe I see that I believe I'm sending my home to feed But be brought down and one knee I fight with all of my might And get these demons to flee Hashem's rays, fire blaze Burn bright and I believe Hashem's rays, fire blaze Burn bright and I believe Out of darkness comes light Twilight and to the heights Crown heights, you're burning Now, time it's not a real word.